I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anyway, cool. They think I know something. I don't. It's in the heat of battle. Just brain the tabaxi. <gasps> hey there, buddy. We all get it. Love you. Go away. They're already mine. But if something were to go wrong... He said I looked real tired and he gave me this cream that has diamonds in it. Bring us uh, your host special, eh? The before times. That's how That's how you'll probably reach fame. Yeah. <laughs> I saved a baby. You shaved a baby? <laughs> when did you shave a baby? Let's go, let's go find a room. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 90, No Worse for Wear. This week's MVP is Lucas Green, who shouted us out on Twitter. Thanks, Lucas. Looking for some more amazing shows to fill your evening? Whichever Path is an anthology series where your decisions affect the story. Their stories are based on America's Northeast and feature characters finding themselves in the thick of the unknown while tackling issues like queer identity, gender, race, and spirituality. They're an amazing show and well worth your time. Check them out at www.whicheverpath.com or anywhere you can find podcasts. All right, should we get down to it? Let's do this. It's getting hot in Canada. Which means that Harlan cranks the AC in the house so that he's comfortable. Totally. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> we have different body chemistry. What can I say? Huh? Keeps you awake. It's a lot easier to get warm, though, than to get cold. So it's usually like Harlan makes it cold in the house, and then I'm like drinking something hot or wearing a big sweater or something. Mm. And uh, I use an electric heating pad pretty much whenever I'm sitting here mm-hmm. in our office at my desk. It's on the floor. It keeps my feet warm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I think it falls pretty securely in the realm of old person habits, mm. <laughs> which leads me to the question I wanted to ask everybody tonight we're all in our 30s some of us are earlier 30s some of us not (laughs) so early 30s anymore um and i presume we're all starting to slowly accumulate old Mm -hmm. person habits like reusing tea bags (laughs) white smack on the corners of our mouths well well, that's not a habit so much as just an inevitability yeah (laughs) do you guys do you have embarrassing shit that you do that's like old dude stuff a fart I've got a good one to start us off. I fart a lot. So I was out on my lawn and uh, I'm staying there and I see these two guys approach and they're like my age and they're pretty hip and they're ancient heading, (laughs) heading down the street. And I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And, and I'm standing there, you know, pulling dandelions. And I just felt like, Oh, that's good. You know, I'm like, I'm pulling dandelions. I mean, maybe this is TMI. The shit I took. Bring well, well, Bring you're it. not too far off. I mean, gas, guys. Oh. I mean, I'm yeah. just discovering that I'm a gassy man. And yeah. and it's okay. It's all right. But, it uh, okay. Well, it's not. You just care less now I, that you're I, older. That's the thing. Everyone's it, gassy, yeah. but when they're older, they're like, oh, well. Yeah, but also I think maybe I'm developing like food sensitivities over time. Like soy yeah. just destroys the whole house. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know how grandparents' houses always have a certain <laughs> smell to them? Smell. Yes. And yeah. it's just like, it's always comforting. Is that fart smell? <laughs> well, farts. so I didn't know it's what it was, farts. but it just, it was always, Oma and Opa's house always smelled a certain way. Yeah. And uh, one time my Oma was over and she was hanging out with my mom and I while we were doing some renovations. <laughs> and she just let out the loudest, like, just ripper. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Oma. we were like, yeah, okay, all right, Oma. And then she's like killing herself laughing laughing and like gone oma <laughs> get a couple whiffs i'm like oh that smells like that just smells house. like your house oh no <laughs> did you say that to her that's i awesome. think i might have i don't remember but it was hilarious she thought it was funny wow grandma that fart smelled exactly like how your house like potpourri smells. and rose petals that's weird to think that your oma farts old house smell <laughs> can that can we sell this can we capitalize on this in some way old house candle scent. 100% authentic house smell <laughs> canned farts from grandma and oma farts 
I mean, the the closest I've got to like the thing that reminds me of like, oh, I feel like an old now is really just an old how much I care about watching birds and how mad I am at squirrels. Just all the time. Just be like, oh, what kind of bird is that? I better stop and screw around. I hear it tweeting. I don't recognize. I'm going to try and figure out where it's coming from. As you're heading down the stairs oh, yeah. with your laundry and you're like, oh, I think that's a subclass of old person. Yeah. And I totally see. I totally see you subscribing into that subclass. Bird love. Yeah. Bird love. It's, it's one. <laughs> Like it, it runs in the family. Like it's, but it, for yeah. the whole growing up, we're like, I don't understand why my grandma was into this or cares about all this or has five books about right. identifying birds. Doesn't don't care at all as a kid. And now I'm like, I kind of get it now. Oh man, I wish I had one of those God, books I to wish figure I had out those what books. Yeah, uh, my I, my subclass. Yeah, I've definitely started to put some points in my old person subclass. I I definitely feel a bit nosy. Like every, every oh. once in a while, oh. I'm looking out the front window and I'm just like, you know, a car pulls up and this is the funniest. The other day, there was some Rogers guys, I guess, which is the internet company around here. And they were looking at sure, yeah, a yeah. neighbor's house, not even mine. And, and one of the guys, and I was home alone. And one of the guys gets out of the car and he starts smoking. And I, I caught myself talking and going, smoking on the job, eh? <laughs> <laughs> just taking a break. Oh, you yeah. burnt, haven't even started. Oh, and yeah. then I had this like crystallizing like, Oh, oh God! Who gives a shit? I bet you take an extra fifteen minutes on lunch too. No, but just this like yes, like stand like literally just standing at the window with mm-hmm. a cup of coffee, like watching these people, just looking like, outside. I mean, neighbors. that also might be explained through COVID and lack of being able to talk to real people That's in a person. Yeah, yeah. Just like you know, I definitely refer to people that are passing by in old persons. Be like, hey guys, hi. <laughs> oh, you, you got a nice bike there. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Well, enjoy. Please talk to me. Yeah. Ride safe. I'm home alone. And Joe? What about you, Joe? It might I mean mine it? I think is the electric heating blanket oh, is the right. most yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. that's the most egregious old person habit that I have right now. Mm. I don't know if I can think of anything else off the bat, but also like folded blanket at the end of my bed. Mm. Uh, you definitely had a shawl period that we had to talk about. <laughs> that felt that felt a bit too much for me. <laughs> that was like going wearing into the, the blanket as a cape around. Yeah, the there was, it was a short. It was a short time mm-hmm. when you kind of you started wearing it like a bit like a shawl, and I was just like, "Hey, can I? Can we do something? Can we talk about how you look like? Can you're I 60? buy you a nice sweater and can I make something happen? Because I am. I want you to be comfortable and warm, but the shawl is very, very much reminding me of not doing it for you, hey. Well, I mean, it's the same with me, right? Like old people, you know, they hike those shirts up. And if I was like a, uh, mm. I want to say a t-shirt tugging in your shorts, but right now my uh, t-shirt is tucked I'm in looking my over shorts. There, correct. <laughs> but it wasn't for most of the day. Do any of you own Tilly hats yet? Yeah, we do. Yeah, well, Henry yeah. does. Henry okay. does. So. All right. That He's qualifies. The they're at the cottage though. If you need no, them, they're all there. The cottage, there's like sure. 30 mm. that you can just borrow. They're a cottage hat. They're, they're always there. useful. To have the little string underneath that you can tighten in case it's a little oh. bit of a windy day. Honestly, a little bit. I do it all the time at the cottage. You know? <laughs> tighten it right up. <laughs> and then when you don't need it anymore, you can just slide it off the back of your head and it'll hang down on the oh, cord, right? You don't hat. need to carry it around. I mean, I also I also have been just appreciating silence more, which is mm. definitely an old person thing, I think. you know, yeah. When you're young or even you know in your 20s, you're kind of like, Oh man, let's get something. Let's put something on and music. And, and don't get me wrong, I still can be very much like that. 
But I also sometimes I'm just like, I just want to sit in the sunbeam for like 20 minutes oh, yeah. with nothing around and zone out and enjoy that for mm. a second. Oh, you're old because you fall asleep in sunbeams. That's definitely. Oh, man. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just napping <laughs> in the sunbeam. Absolutely. Um, also, I've been doing the like over exaggerated shoulder checks when I'm driving, which I huh? think is an old person thing as well. But that's just how I drive. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting old, uh, I don't know if your characters are going to get old. Because they might die. D and D. Oh, yeah. yeah. I That's last right. week last session was actually a really uh, close call. Yeah. If Kraloth hadn't smacked Red's face with his mace, and that uh, that would have been really hard. That to That invisibility back. berry that Red ate oh, at yeah. the last minute was clutch. Allowed you to escape yeah. those creatures. Oh, you mean had I not followed you? Yeah, had you not followed me. I totally yeah. missed where you... I was like, where did that yeah, happen? Yeah. You're right. Mm. Yeah. No, that was crazy. I thought you meant like you um, hit him with the mace, but you like touch... You like not... I was you scared. tapped him. Great. I was I like... Did, I well, yeah, it was an accident. I accidentally tapped. knocked his face. In the heat of battle, just brained <laughs> the tabaxi. Oops, sorry. And left. <laughs> I attack him when he's sleeping. When he least expects it. It's interesting to think that we've leveled up in like less than a year. You know, it's been oh, like yeah. two months. Right. It's it's interesting to think you think of leveling up like in a more you know, but realistically our characters have gone anywhere from like thirty to one hundred and fifty years of their lives and then have had two, like a month yeah. where they did everything <laughs> really important. I think it's a combination of things. I think people's when you don't use a skill, it erodes, right? That's what I was about Doran to say, yeah. was a soldier, right? And he was a very skilled warrior, but then he kind of retired from that life. So you think he got like up to level eight and then went back I was down? Just, yeah. I was just about That's to say cool. that. I, I think cool. that we kind of all go through that where like mm. maybe in previous years of your life, you like spent a lot of more time traveling. And then you like forget spells and you're like, ah, whatever, I'm busy with Torrin and stuff. Well, that's cool to think that maybe Kraloth at one point will remember, you know, be like, I remember this spell. You know what I mean? Like, because oh, yeah, Kraloth, yeah. I think, was like unquestionably the most powerful. I think mm. Jack and Red seem like the characters that are learning this for the first time. Yeah. Whereas Doran and Kraloth are the characters that are relearning these skills. Yeah. For and different reasons. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and with Red and the whole memory thing, I mean, there could be like a whole period of time where you lost kind of what you knew and you're slowly regaining memory as well. What memory is that? You mean Krayla? You mean Krayla? No, no. I mean Red as well with the orange with the orange beaches or the purple sands yeah. or whatever they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, that stuff. It could be like dreams, but it could be memories. I'm just saying. it's like That's true. Theories. Maybe I'm super. Oh, spoilers. I don't know. Hmm. Tossing ideas out there <laughs> for our listeners to ponder. They think I know something. I don't. <laughs> right into the show. <laughs> P.O. Box 125. <laughs> D&D Avenue. Harris, Ontario. <laughs> All right. Should we play some D&D? Yes. Let's <laughs> yeah, it. let's do it. Woo. You cling to the glossy black feathers of giant vultures, securely saddled between their powerful wings as they fly north towards Yarder. Each of you is wearing a pointed steel helmet stolen from the bodies of the cultists you dispatched back in the ruins of the canyon's spire. It's cold up here, just below the tumultuous gray clouds, and your view of the countryside below is sprawling. You travel all day before the city of Yarder hoves into view, tying up the rivers underneath you like a bow. What are we going to do with these vultures when we get down there? Well, 
We'll find a place to sell them. I'm sure they'll go for some good money. I pat the side of my griffin slash vulture. I say griffin slash vulture because I immediately named my vulture griffin. <laughs> just to seem less <laughs> stupid. Good. Of course. Right, griffin? <laughs> We're really high up here. Doran yells across to Krayla. Don't look down. I'm sure he needed the reminder, Doran. Yeah, it's like eight hours of flying, and then we're like... You traveled all day, basically. Starting to feel this in my groin. Are are we almost there? Yeah, I think Yada's over there. Yeah, just down there, through the clouds, Doran. See? Oh, yes. (laughs) Through the clouds? (laughs) (laughs) I only see clouds. No, 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 no. Between them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think we fly down. Yeah. I mean, we familiarized ourselves with the night market pretty well. Mm-hmm. Even though it's mm-hmm. day, I'm sure we can find a stable that we can hawk these off at. We don't need more traveling. Pun intended? No pun intended? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, these people are like vultures. <laughs> totally, yeah. I mean, as you come down through the sky and you land somewhere <laughs> in Yarder on the outskirts of Yarder, who knows? It's coming up on evening, like the sun is getting low, and you realize that as the seasons draw on and the end of the year gets closer, um, the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. So even though it's mm. a little bit earlier on in the evening, it is getting dark already. You, you traveled all day. So by the time you arrive in Yarder with your vultures kind of hopping and pecking behind mm. you, these huge birds... It is evening, and the night market is in full swing. If you'll recall, there are some exotic animal traders in the night market, so you want to sell your birds? Yeah, we don't need more things weighing us down. Yeah, you guys don't like material possessions at all. No, no, but we're going to travel to Mirabar, and then how useful is Griffin the Vulture going to be up north? I don't think they would let you take them. It's just that Harshnag couldn't ride one, you know? True. (laughs) Think of the giants. That's, well, somebody um, thinks of the giants. <laughs> <laughs> also, they're OP. Yeah. Um, so for your gear, like the saddles and stuff, that's their specialty saddles, uh, and as mm. well the birds, you end up getting uh, 280 gold for the four animals. Mm. That's it? Seems like we got ripped off. Huh? Should we uh, just stock up on a second set of diamonds? I'll be honest. And Kraloth walks up to uh, Red, who's handled the exchange. Things were pretty close back there um, in the tower. Um, One of us could have gone down easily, and uh, we've only got one set of being able to cast Revivify. Maybe we should get a second set of diamonds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I hand the money directly to Kraloth. (laughs) Go buy diamonds. Lots of diamonds. All right, I'll hit up the diamond (laughs) store. And I turn back to the vulture person. I'm like, are you sure you can't give us a little bit more? No. Go away. They're already mine. You got to think having to wear the dumb helmets really lowers the price on these things. (laughs) That's fair. As soon as you guys take your helmets off, the vultures rebel against you, Uppity. their handlers. <laughs> I hope Zulkin didn't take his helmet off. You'll never know. Crazy old That's Zulkin. the last you'll ever hear from him, I'm sure. Cackling into the sunset. Anyway, <laughs> after uh, Kraloth gets his diamonds, uh, and Red sort of looks around at the night market starting to kick off. But, you know, there's a bit of... His oats have been sown. He's feeling like they did a good break in Yarder. And with a much more serious demeanor, he turns to Doran and Jack and says, What do you say we kick off to Mirabar? I'm sure it's getting close to the time we're meant to meet Hashnag anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a day or two out. Maybe we could sleep the night and head out there in the morning. I look at my companions here, and I think they're all looking a little beat up, a little worse for tear. 
You mean worse for wear? That's the one. A little worse for wear. This is the uh, the D&D equivalent where everything's slightly different. I mean, to me, I was wondering, was it T-E-A-R or T-A-R-E? That's the, I was like, what What are you thinking this means? I don't think T-A-R-E is a word. Yeah, tear. Of course it is. Like, tear. They're not both spelled the same? No. 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 It's news to me. I just learned how to spell tear. <laughs> Let's change this podcast into a definitions podcast so, where we do one word Alex every show. Words. An allowance made for the weight of packaging in order to determine the net weight of goods. Damn. Worse for tear. Like I thought maybe I'm dumb and that's like a really clever carryover from like the time when they would weigh things and you know it's like oh like we're a little now? worse for tear. I don't know. I was I was what is, I was what going on the thing. Means? When is the time when people wait? Is this the conversation that you guys are having when Crayola gets back? I don't know. Railroad age, the before times, the, the before times, <laughs> before the world fell. Like, no, but like I'm thinking like railroad age. You know, like the early 1900s, <laughs> like when they were. Oh, stealing was for tear. Because it's not important to weigh things when you're shipping them air freight. Nah. No, I'm just saying that was the most important. I was saying like, you know, they're like, oh, the the load is a little light today. Well, we're no worse for tear. We'll still make our time. We'll, we'll still be able to get the full money for the shipment. I don't know. I was giving Alex the benefit of the doubt. Clearly, I was wrong. No, Alex deserves the benefit of the doubt. Alex, you should have rolled with it. Well, I was thinking... Yeah. I think we should take a new worse for tear. I think I think what it should be worse is like... Tear. coined a new phrase here. I, yeah. I guess I never really yeah, even considered that word tear, actually, in how you're spelling it. I was thinking tear as in torn, which is not yeah, T-A-R. I think our next podcast after Dice Shame is wrapped up... It's called it's, No Worse for Tear. It's going to be called Railroad Times, <laughs> yeah. Worse for Tear. <laughs> and We're going to be cowboys and or, shit. Words for tear? <laughs> Before times. <laughs> but it's not like not that you know that could be a newspaper it's not like the today or the times it's you know the before times <laughs> the before times so i'm looking at my companions and they're looking worse than i can't even fucking use it no worse for wear <laughs> they look like shit really you all look like hell you need a good or rest. bad um they look really beaten up yeah. everyone i mean i'm sure Kraloth is looking a little bit um green around the gills as it were i feel terrible that's it with an a <laughs> oh come now uh well well Kraloth actually returns and uh he's looking very vibrant in fact it looks like his skin is sparkling slightly <laughs> And oh, he, uh, diamond and he says, oh, "Hey, wow. yeah. So uh, I um, I got some cool stuff from the diamond seller. He said I looked real tired, and he gave me this cream that has diamonds in it. You put it on your face. Here, let me show you, Doran." <laughs> Kraloth oh, like squeezes out that? some diamond gel and like rubs it on Doran's <laughs> face and beard, and then he's glistening. And then Doran's face like absorbs it, like <laughs> like you know, like oh, let me just so, apply a little more here. So. So skin is so dry. I mean, there's there's definitely something about dwarves being, you know, attracted to gemstones and sparkly things. Anyways, the idea that they might decide a sparkly skin yeah. could be a dwarven cosmetic. Okay, so you know, you want to shine in the darkness. I could. See I like that. that. So you rub it on my face, and I and I yeah. turn around, and I've got the, like, these like rosy cheeks and supple skin. <laughs> like I'm just like he looks like a like a Santa's elf. <laughs> You know, seven dwarves. Anyway, right, cool. Right. Uh, that looks nice. Oh, thanks, Kraloth. I feel, I feel very, um, I feel very good. It's lifting, <laughs> apparently. We were just thinking we're going to head straight off to Mirabar unless there's anything else you needed to do here, Kraloth. Did you guys want to sleep here or sleep oh. in Mirabar? Uh, I mean, we, we're not allowed yeah. back in that place. 
<laughs> I mean, there are other taverns. I mean, it's been a long day. We've been traveling already. I mean, I'm not going to lie, guys. I kind of want a more quiet sleep than Yada's night scene can provide. I mean, li- listen, nobody's inside in the in the inn trying to go to sleep during when we are. Everybody else is out on the town. I Yeah, I, I don't have strong opinions one way or the other. I don't care. You guys um, walk past the Merry Serpent and there's like drawings of your faces yeah. out front with like big yeah. X's through them. All right, let's go to Mira Bar. Maybe yeah, we can find just, it. Uh, Start fresh. Cool. cool. <laughs> Back to the portals? I feel like we do like a, a spin on our heels and... Is that the is the portal here the one that's in like it's in the, the backyard gate, with the gated ba- garden? Hey, yeah. and let's just hey, be let's easy on it. the berries this time. We don't want to hog them all. You know, they're they're growing them for a reason. We better leave some. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I got plenty left over. They're all uh, in here. Oh, great! You make your way back to the dilapidated cottage that you know conceals the Harper's teleportation circle, and after you knock, Colbaz opens the door, surly as ever. Hi, come in then. Shouldn't mm. should have known I'd be seeing you so soon. Hmm. Hello. Hey, Colbert. You know, you said this Hello. city wasn't very good, but it's the best city we've been to in a long time. Yeah, oh. I love it here. Uh, hey, do you want some face cream? No, no. Get that stuff away from me. Stop wasting our diamond dust. That's for revivifying people. That's awfully intimate. Oh. <laughs> he okay. looks at you kind of with a hard eye red. Your goat disappeared. Yeah. Oh. Didn't have anything to do with it, I swear. One second, I was giving him a nice scratch behind the ears. The next second, he... Poof. Left me all alone. Oh. oh. I'd just gone and bought him some alfalfa, too. And you see in the corner, there's like a little <laughs> like oh. bale of grass. Um, well, you know, I'm sure he's around here. And Red, like, kind of winks at the others. He's like, uh, uh, let me look. And Red's, like, pretending to look under things. And, and then he goes over to, like, a coat rack, which undoubtedly has been searched many times. He's like, oh, here he is. And he, like, reaches in and casts it as he pulls out Steven in his, like, arms. He's like, oh, he was just hiding. He likes to hide behind the boots. <laughs> like, didn't want to make this guy feel, like, bad for anything. So he puts it down. Darn's, like, looking underneath a book. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Stephen hides in all the weirdest places. Uh, You never know which direction Mm -hmm. he's going to come out of. Oh, he had the best time here, didn't you, Stephen? Ah. Oh, that means he had the best time. Thank you so much for watching over him. (laughs) I suppose you're here to use the circles. Uh, Tamira Bar, yeah. Get on with it, then. Leave me in peace. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, actually, there was one thing that I I wanted to give to you. And Kraloth pulls out a little pouch. And uh, he holds it out to him and says, hey, um, I noticed that you were doing some cooking when you came in and it smelled real good. But uh, these are some spices that you might be able to use uh, in your next culinary adventure. I just thought you might like that. He takes it from you with like a confused look on his face, Mm. opens it suspiciously. Well, thank you. (laughs) It's called paprika. Mm -hmm. Put it on fish. Or is it paprika? Do you know? Is it a gift, or did you need me to pay you? No, no, of course it's a gift. A, a, a way of saying thank you for your service and for uh, telling us about the town. Ah, not only that, I wanted to give you a bit of money for watching Stephen here. And I give him, like, two gold. I'm just like, yeah, you, you kept him company. Stephen loves getting in those cupboards. Don't, uh, don't pity me. I'm, I'm okay here by myself. I don't think anyone's pitying you, friend. I oh, think. Wh- what's all this stuff for? I think you just need to... I just think you're a nice guy, and I realize that people like yeah. you. We're just those type of people. Doran's like pushing his way through the back door. <laughs> yeah, I think Jack's sort of on that precipice where like Doran's in the backyard and Jack's on the threshold waiting for the others to mm-hmm. 
And Kraloth and Red, who need everyone to like them, are like desperately trying to get this man's approval. <laughs> being like, just just take the gifts. He, That's all. He gives you both kind of a curt nod. Did you see that? Kraloth, he likes us. We did it. All right. I have low five, low five. Discreet. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Discreet five. That's my butt. You step through the glowing blue runes and are enveloped in the portal, disappearing into the void as you travel north, far north, to Mirabar. I mean, it's got to have that good whoosh from, like, Stargate or something. That's the... Pretty much. The teleportation circle <laughs> empties you out into a dim loft filled with straw and the smell of animals. Mm. Nearby, there's a simple cot and a ladder leading down to the main floor. <laughs> Jack, uh, do people ever get trapped in between portals? God, I hope not. I mean, it, it depends on which way you dissect that question, because it's not that there's much in between to get trapped in, but if something were to go wrong, one might find themselves ejected onto the astral plane or the ethereal plane or something. Like, it's not unheard of, but it's pretty rare, especially these circles are very anchoring for for teleportation. I I think, like, I'm turning it around in my head. I think I've almost got ways to do one without uh, a whole circle. I'm still thinking about it, but, you know, these anchors are really what, what make it as safe as possible. Jack's still just, like, sitting on his ass in the straw, like, postulating about teleportation circles. like, a chicken just (laughs) clucking by. And as he is, Doran's, like, lying back and has started to snooze into the night. (laughs) It's at that moment when a dwarf dressed in warm-looking rough-spun wool and leather overalls pops his head up into the loft. Hey, come on now. Hop down from there. Hey, huh? my name's Red. This is my best friend Jack, and this is my best friend Doran, and this is my best friend Kraloth. We'll hop down from here. And Red follows. Yep. Come on, Doran. Uh, uh, uh. He like he like hops up into the loft. This dwarf is obviously, mm. I mean, he works here. He's got straw in his beard. And as yeah. you sort of pick yourselves up, he's kicking hay back over the runes that are inscribed in the knotted plank floor. He's like disguising the fact that there ever was a circle here. And mm. he's like, quick as you will, hop down. Name Zasper, like the mineral. Howdy, Mr. Iron Fist. How'd you do? Oh. Good, good to meet you, uh, uh, Asper. Uh, how did you know my name was Iron Fist? Ah, the steel. Come on. And he, ah. like, scales the ladder super quick back down into the body of the stable. As you look down, you can see that this moderately sized stable holds horses, ponies, and goats, but it looks totally mundane. This is clearly kind of a secret situation here. My name is Red. Did he he, he heard that he said my name is Red, right? Kraloth, he heard me say that I was Red, didn't he? He didn't say hi to me. Oh, he said well, hi to Doran. Well, Why did he say hi to Doran? Doran's name what does kind of him. I mean, he's a bit of a big deal. What is he, like three foot five? <laughs> Kraloth gives a reassuring pat on Red's back. Doran hears this and looks back at Red. And just with a knowing glance, he kind of makes some eyes at you and, and he points to his own height and he points to the height of the other it's a lot of knowing glances again we're right yes we love those come on like let's move you hop down from this loft and uh you find that zasper's already sort of busied himself he's like mucking one of the 
stalls. The Mirabaran authorities would be angry to learn us harpers have got an unlicensed teleportation circle within the city walls. You fellas can keep it under your lids now, eh? Of course. Of course. Mm. Yes. There's uh, nothing more we like to do. Keep things to ourselves. Sneaky sort. I like it. All right. All right. I hope you guys pack some warmer clothes than those, eh? We're in a cold snap. Freeze the beard off your face. Um, well, we did have warmer clothes, but, uh... Sorry, guys, I've been meaning to tell you this. Remember those jars I picked up? And Red sort of, like, looks into the bag of holding, and he's like, Yeah, there's a few broken glass bits that cut them all to shreds. We might need to buy some new ones. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, Sorry. Listen, uh, and Doran turns to this dwarf. Did you say uh, Zasper is your name? Zasper, yeah. Yeah, good to meet you, good to meet you. And Doran puts out a hand. He gives you a hearty shake. (laughs) Have you got somewhere where we can lay our heads down for the evening? We're exhausted. and We're going to need some Uh, clothes. Yeah, there's a a dwarf-friendly inn just around the corner. It's called the Root Inn. Uh, Finrain will get you set up, right? Well, will these these fellas fit? And I point to, like, Kraloth and the tabaxi. I mean, most of the folk on the surface here have got uh, some beds for... For larger folk, for sure. Now, uh, there's a tailor nearby. Shop's called the Magic Needle. No relation to the Harpers at all. Just a good, reputable fella. He'll get you sorted out with some proper gear. Hey, uh, yeah. mind what I said now. This stable's nothing but a roof to keep some horses dry. No funny business. Yeah, understood. And you never saw us, eh? Yeah, you know what you're saying. Gonna have a hard time keeping it to myself that I didn't have door and iron fist here in the stable. <laughs> oh. But uh, yeah, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. All right, you gentlemen, uh, on your way now. On your way. He did it again, Crayloth. He said Doran, not even me. He didn't even notice me. What? I'm a big furry person. <laughs> 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 What's the date when we arrive in Mirabar? It's the night of the 23rd of Uktor coming into the 24th. So you guys said that you're going to meet Harshnag on the 25th. You've got a day here to burn. Red, you keep fletching those arrows the way you fletch them. Maybe one day you'll be as famous as Doran or more so. Damn right. <laughs> from from fletching arrows, probably. That's how that's how you'll probably reach fame. Yeah. <laughs> I shaved a baby. You shaved a baby? When did you shave <laughs> let's a baby? Go, let's go find a room. We can, <laughs> and tomorrow we can go to the magic needle, get some get some good clothes and Yeah. The city of Mirabar is stark in its contrast to the commotion of the knights in Yarder. As you make your way through the city for the first time, you notice that it is kind of a gloomy, industrious place. It's well built, definitely influenced by dwarven hands. It's a mixture of military, human, and brutalist dwarven architecture. Interestingly enough, a lot of these buildings seem to have been created to attend to people of many different sizes. So many buildings have got lower doorknobs uh, on their front entranceways. The window sills are lower. Um, the stairwells have got shorter stairs to accommodate for smaller legs. This is like a city that is built to accommodate dwarves and humans. Some places even have two differently sized front doors in the face of their establishment. Hmm. Cool. And you said it's cold. Is it snowing right now? Or it's is it blustering? fucking freezing. Yeah. It's so cold. Mirabar is, it looks like it's been seeing some blizzards for the past 
couple of weeks at least. So all of the roofs are hung with snow and icicles. There are snow banks, some of them like muddy and trudged through. Mm. But yeah, it's cold as hell. And it's definitely winter up here. This is the fucking frozen north, guys. It's not quite as bad as East Haven, where you guys were when you were hanging it with Dazon. But this is this is real cold. Damn, boys. Maybe we should have stayed in Yada. <laughs> oh, man. It's too late for that now. I don't know. I kind of like the uh, sleeping in the cold, getting all snuggled up and warm in a blanket, you know? I can tell this is a friendly place. <laughs> What, what, what makes you feel that way? Oh, look around. It's full of dwarven architecture, Jack. I mean, come on now. These are my people. I feel at home here. Something about it. Something about the size of the doors. It says, anybody's welcome. I think that dog is dead. Yeah, he's just frozen. <laughs> just a frozen dog. Everyone that you <laughs> like a corpse. <laughs> just a frozen dog. <laughs> yeah. Hey there, buddy. Um, that's really funny, actually. <laughs> Everyone that you see in the streets, and there aren't that many people, probably because it's getting dark and it's so cold outside, but everyone's really bundled up for the weather too. Fur-lined capes and multiple layers of woolen clothing, capes with hoods and all that crap. Mm. So you guys want to head to the Root Inn that you the were recommended? Or to the Yeah, to let's the make haste. It's a bit to late to go to the Taylors, I yeah. guess. Yeah, the Root Find Inn. Find Finrain. Finrain? Finrain, yeah. Finrain. So you asked for directions maybe and you're pointed to a very cozy looking inn. It's just a single story, but a warm glow is emanating from the panes of glass in the front of this shop. The tile hung over the front door has just got a couple of root vegetables like a onion and a carrot and shit all Rutabaga. just painted on yeah <laughs> you bust in through the door and you are greeted by a short male like short for a dwarf uh male named finrain he's like uh hey how's it going guys uh what can i do for you tonight oh a bed and a room for us please yeah nice warm bed please thank you of course yeah you're going to have some dinner or uh, lots of space in the common room. And you look around and there's a couple of dwarves around here. There's a halfling and then the rest of the patrons are humans. It's not a terribly lively scene. Folks are mostly just eating and enjoying their dinner. But yeah, there's space for you to sit down if you want to have a meal. I think a quick bite would be nice. Warm up yeah. bones. Yeah. Bring us uh, your host special, eh? Something hot. You guys get sat down. He slides you some kind of meat and potato stew. <laughs> it's tasty. It's hearty. And then after dinner, you you guys head upstairs, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jack's definitely looking for an hour of time by himself near a fire somewhere uh, where mm. he's going to do some magics. Well, each of the rooms has their own fireplace. So you can definitely do that with some privacy here. Cool. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It might be nice for us to each get our own room. I feel like this is, for some reason, a good point where we all take a little break from each other. You know what time. I mean? Like, it's kind yeah. of nice, actually, yeah. to like get a bit of space. We love each other. Sure. We meet yeah. each other in the hall. We're like, we, listen, we all get it. Love you. No, nothing wrong, but, you know, of course. we want to do some grooming on our own. The chances yeah, of us yeah. being harassed by... Hunt followers, lords. hunt lords of any variety, probably the least likely the <laughs> moment we arrive, and it only gets more likely the longer we stay in a place. So it's never safer to have our own room than the first night. I mean, honestly, I don't think we've had a second alone since 
you know, at least a few weeks. Yeah, it's true. Before you guys are finished speaking about, you know, how you're wanting your alone time, there's like, Doran slams his door and you hear the axe go into the headboard and then a third bump of him hitting the bed. Yeah. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. He didn't even push the beds together. (sighs) All right. So Jack, you have some stuff that you want to do by yourself. You're going to summon Kieran. Yeah. Kraloth. I mean, Doran's going straight to bed. I love it. Kraloth, do you have anything that you want to attend to before bedtime? Mm, yeah, you hear the voice through the muffled door of Kraloth, uh, just having a muffled conversation. Mm. Yeah, cool. So, Red, you're settling in for the evening as well. Ah, oh, yeah. A moment alone, I shut the door and, and light a fire. And, and yeah, like genuinely haven't had a moment alone for what it seems like a month almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have been... Definitely keeping close company, especially with Lehman's tiny hut, sleeping in close quarters, doing a lot of adventuring together. You hear a curious sound as you're getting ready for bed, you know, tending the fire, doing your tabaxi yoga or whatever the hell it is that you do. You hear a strange sound coming from within the bag of holding. And Red gets almost excited and he goes to the door for a second and and like opens it a crack and looks out into the hall and then shuts it again and like locks the door. He walks over to the bed and kneels at the side of the bed and puts the bag of holding on its side and reaches in and he pulls out in the dim light of the fire the Umber Hulk egg and he holds it in his hands. He's been waiting for this. Secretly at night, he's been trying to keep it warm and keep it comfortable. <laughs> just spooning and like, this weird egg. For little moments, he just like slip his hand in the bag of holding and he like, puts it and part of the old weather clothing that he said was broken he actually just tore up and made into like a little nest for the egg within the bag of holding and finally as this like small little cracking comes out he pulls the umber hulk egg out and just looks at it as it starts opening on the bed before him he's got like a little piece of meat And he's got, like, a little piece of veggie from the stew in case he wants either. Like, there's little pieces of food that have been kept uh, secretly from meals in the past. And Red is, like, ready for this thing to hatch. Yeah, it comes out of this kind of thick eggshell mandibles first, (laughs) making a weak clacking noise as it explores the air for the first time this creature is almost kind of like a burnt orange color and its crazy eyes appear next out of this eggshell as it drops away onto the bed and it fixates on you and you watch as its pupils kind of spin and regard you the strange alien intensity hi Red says and like bunches up the pillows around it a little bit and like starts making it this tiny little fort on the bed. And he's like, I'm your daddy. My name is Red. You're going to be my best friend. Full on empty nest syndrome going on with Red. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And he like lifts that little piece of shell off its head like John Hammond. I was going to say <laughs> and, it's a fucking Jurassic Park Oh, 100%. Scene here. Boosh, boosh. And the, uh, yeah, he like lets it get out on its own. You know, That's he knows cool. the whole 
thing. And then as it finally breaks out, he just he like scoops it up in his little furry paws and tries to bring it into his chest to yeah. embrace it. Yeah. It's it's a weak little creature. It does have sharp claws. No, 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 no. The way that like puppies and kittens have like needle teeth when they're little. It's yeah. like it's already dangerous, but it's clearly it needs to be taught uh, what is food and what is not. <laughs> yeah. And I think Red has the piece of meat and has the piece of veggie and he like debates for a second. And then he mm. eats the piece of meat and feeds it veggie only. It's going to turn this to a vegetarian umber hulk. That's adorable. And I think its instinct kicks in after it cuddles with you for like a good... 20 minutes sort of making weird chirping sounds it starts to explore your bed and it's like it's it does like a tiny tunnel it like digs a little bit through the mattress yeah and like looks really pleased with it red's like oh no 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 like pulls its little things out and then smash cut to like red has like tied on two little mitts on its little claws <laughs> just like a lobster claw you know so it's like trying to tunnel and it's just tearing at the thing he's like, he's like don't worry i'm gonna get us outside at one point and we'll get to tunnel all day i want to teach you how to do all the cool things but but for now we can't ruin this place we've been kicked out of so many inns oh i got so many stories to tell you it's gonna be wonderful awesome Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Red is someone who has done this with animals back in Maztica. I do think he's the kind of thing to weirdly nurture animals and then let them go. I think he is very much has that ranger sense of like having a bestial friend and familiar to an extent. Mm. But also, I'm sure like you felt bad. You killed its parents. There were these eggs, you know, you wanted to. There's many obvious layers to this none none of which need to be explained cool i love that well yeah we'll red check. sleeps with it like right next to it, like cuddle up so sweet it's like a little bit nocturnal so i'm sure that you get the best sleep but um it's babies are known insane. for letting you sleep really comfortably through the night Straight i understand up. worth it jack while red is getting to know this new life form you are summoning your spirit right what happens yeah and it's the first time in a long time where jack's had a minute alone to sort of sit in front of a fire with the incense and herbs and charcoal and sort of get the perfect fire going and infused with magic and and that ability to reach out into the beyond and and connect with that that familiar spirit of Kieran and I think like intellectually mentally he's going through the catalog of like what are all the perfect forms for a a familiar that could you know help us and gain all the advantages we could possibly need on the adventure to come and I think that's that sort of gets overwhelmed as he's as he's reaching out with this like you know need for some for some unconditional love and uh, uh, someone to shepherd him on the right path. And so I think there's this moment where he he makes contact with this form of Kieran that is just this heavenly creature that jumps out of the fire as this puffy golden retriever, just ready to jump into his lap and, and you know, be all over him. Oh. Hey, boss. Hey, Kieran. I'm so glad you're back. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Oh, oh it's so good to see you. And yeah, just a... Uh, heartfelt reunion with brand new golden retriever Kieran. They give you like these slimy kisses all over your face. And you know, Jack's Jack's into it. He he need needed that little bit of affection from someone. It's been it's been a tough time on the road. Absolutely. And maybe partly influenced by the fact that it is chilly in this inn. Mm-hmm. Kieran definitely contributes to 
helping you stay warm at night as this is the first night by yourself in a room. So they're like curled up in your bed with you. Like Jack definitely does the math and is like, there's no way to get a 10 foot radius thing in here. That's not going to cut off half of two other people's rooms. I guess I'll, I'll probably (laughs) not. I'll just stoke the fire. Nice. But (laughs) cute. I think there's just something about that pure bundle of lovely energy. I love that. And so as you each retire to your rooms, the sun sets on the city of Mirabar. Another cold night on the road. Thank you once again to our Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Colin Burkhardt, Daniel, Doug, Jessica Orrit, Mari Canisti, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. Thank you so much. See you soon. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.